you have this interesting niche out there. And, and it's true. I host trivia. And you have... <laughs> <laughs> Where do you host trivia? Where I host it? trivia at Dewey's Public House in Dalton. And how do you come up with the questions? Uh, so I usually do a theme every week. Um, so since I haven't announced what the theme is supposed to be, I usually announce it the morning of trivia. And if no well, one listens to this week? podcast until you... next week, until <laughs> next week. Um, so we'll we'll do an Easter kind of theme, but it's like going to be rabbits. So I always make an Instagram post. I make I'll Photoshop an image together. It'll have multiple different hints within the image, like the tricks rabbit will be in there. There'll like be a Peter Rabbit in there. Bugs Bunny will be in there. But then I can like go super broad with how the questions work. How did you start doing this? Um, I'm really good at playing trivia. Really? Yeah. I never knew that. So if you're out again, but that's the thing, you go out. Like I'm a ringer. I was I have literally been told I'm a ringer for trivia. Yeah. How how is that the case? Why do some people have that ability? Because I I have to assume that some of it is just like you remember stuff. Yes. Because we all get information coming into our brains and, and we're exposed to it, but only so many of us remember a lot of it. Um, for some Wrong. reason, I can retain pop culture knowledge, movie knowledge, wow. an obsessive, disgusting amount of comic book knowledge. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I was a solid C to B student in high school because I was like, I don't, I don't remember chemistry. Like what? So I do a chemistry question at least once a week for trivia, just because. Well, I'm bad at it. But so, then again, you know. whoever really uses the Pythagorean theorem. You know yeah, I, mean? I don't do too much on the math trivia, like the real no, life no, no, college. But, but in real life, but that's the thing. You wonder, like, what is the value of learning some information? I'm sure, yeah, if you're going to be a doctor, you have to know where the spleen is. I engineers, yeah. Engineers, things like that. Okay, but then when you're in the liberal arts world, well, remember how you end up posting trivia. Do you, exactly. <laughs> so, and that's the thing. So, like, what is valuable information that actually has to be memorized uh, in the brain? So, but you're good at it. Just not for some reason, yes. <laughs> so, the trivia has all kinds of different um, uh, categories, themes, and oh, categories. Yeah. So it's like a Jeopardy kind of thing. Yeah, I'll always. There's always at least one geography question in there. There's always sports questions. There's always a science question. There's always is the trick to trivia to winning is you should bring a good team. Everyone should have a little bit of area of expertise. Like you want a sports guy on your team. You want a movie guy. You want someone that's good at music. Mm. Like I'm okay at music, but I'm not like the music guy yeah okay well how many members are on a team so you want someone um i you know i think typically we have like four to six players at dewey's occasionally we have more and i'm fairly nice about not enforcing team sizes because i am there to make the bar money i'm not there to (laughs) be like this is trivia and this is everything I feel like some people lose a little bit of sight of that sometimes. Yeah, people get competitive. People get competitive. Oh, yeah. So there's probably the regulars too and say, wait a minute, that team has two more people. Like, that's not fair. That's two more people who remember stuff that I can't remember. Uh, so Which yeah. sometimes backfires on teams. When you got too many people, it, it's too many uh, places. Yeah. Group think. You don't want too many, too many people because then maybe, you know, you overthink things and you end up getting the wrong answers. Yeah, it's fun. I also say, I always say anytime I do like a comic book question and I'm like walking around, always listen to the kid at your table because they probably (laughs) know. 
And I have watched an entire table be like, no, that's the name of the villain, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, the kid's like, it's so-and-so. It's like little eight-year-old kid. And I'm like snickering as I'm walking by. Cause they're like, no, they're no, like, shut your mouth. Yeah. They're doing that. They're <laughs> like, they're like, no, no, we're playing trivia. We're, we we got to win this. And he's like, Wilson Fisk is the kingpin. <laughs> and I'm no. cracking up and I'm going, of course the kid knows this question. I go into the spider verse came out last year. Kingpin was the bad guy. The kid knows. Listen to the kid. Oh, so I got them all on the mic after they got the question wrong. And I'm like, but if you had listened to your son. Right. There's a oh, lesson. I'm... There's a lesson in life in there, dad. Yep. <laughs> listen, you have to listen to your son sometimes. Mm. Yeah. And maybe you'll win a trivia. Yeah. And that's really all that matters in life is winning a trivia. <laughs> At least for I, some teams. I never knew that about you, but um, you know, so trivia is a pretty popular thing because we were talking about comedy shows. Uh, trivia is, is a big thing and, you know, nightlife is starting to come back, but um, you know, some would argue that in the Berkshires or Western Massachusetts, it may not be the uh, the, the the greatest scene in the world. Um, but we've been trying really hard over the years to make it a, a, a stronger scene. But where where are we at now? What 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 is it like out there these days? Ah, uh, it's painful. <laughs> um, I I will give um, my undying love to Yuki right now for. Methuselah is being the only place at open after like 1130. How does she do it? Is it just that she it's chooses to? Or? Yeah, she chooses to. Well, and so no one else wants to do that. Um, Thistle is no longer staying open past like 10, I think, right now. My God. Yeah, that's. I mean, I know they were having some issues there, so that's like part what? of it. Like, what are the issues? Uh, when you start being kind of more of a dive bar and serving nothing but cheap beer you attract more of a dive bar crowd. There are pros and cons to this. Yeah. Well, the concept of a dive bar, there used to be dive bars. Yeah. And we, and we ran them all out of business and, and we, that has made every other bar worse. So there's a, I, 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 there's a good point to that because there sort of is a purpose to the end. And yeah, no doubt. Yeah. People are going to drink. People have, well, yeah, yeah. We want and that people means to be responsible. Nice and and that, that means, but it used Not to be everybody you want to associate with in a bar. But it used to be like um, like Pepe's. Yeah, was one um, Herman's. Herman, yeah, well, good old that, Herman Alexander's. Right. Yeah, um, but it served a purpose. Home plate was home one. plate was wonderful, and I will never say a bad word about the plate. Right. And so, and you, I've been punched in the face at the plate, but I'll never say a bad <laughs> word about the plate. Some of the people that went there, yes, but. it's the place where you get punched in the face. I mean, on occasion, you know, it's it happens. Maybe one time <laughs> I deserved it. Maybe the other time I didn't. I became buddies with one guy who I got in a fight with there. Right. Yeah, that was great. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's good. that shows maturity. Yeah, um, as far as that goes, I I still love that story. <laughs> and I, I mean, that, I don't know. I, I there, there. So that, yeah. So there's a purpose for uh, those quote unquote uh, dive bars. I mean, everybody has to be responsible, of course. But but there's different layers of bars. You know, you have the sort of place where you go out to dinner, and there's a bar there, uh, and then you have sort of the middle ground area, and then you have the the final level, which is the dive bar. Yeah. So um, I don't. But know. it's it also feels like places just don't want to be open. Like it district makes a great cocktail. Like I don't want to go to Methuselah's every single time for a cocktail. You want variety in life. District try to get a cocktail after like nine 30 at night. And it's, they're looking at you like, what are you doing here? That's true. And it, uh, that and, it did and I'm like, you've got, <laughs> they've got this great bar set up. And I'm like, I would love to just go in there at like, 
10 o'clock and get a drink. Like, that's not a bad thing. I, it's funny. Lennox is doing it better than Pittsfield is right now. Hmm. Interesting. But I, I did have that experience. So that at dinner with those, uh, a couple friend car and I were out there and a great dinner. Wonderful. Uh, great meal, uh, a drink or two. And then it was around nine 30 and everybody's kind of looking at us like, Hey, get out of here. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so I we went to Methuselah's. After yeah. That, you know? I haven't been up to public. Which is good. I mean, at least you have the option. Yeah. You know? Like again, like, Yuki is probably my favorite person in the world right now for the fact that she's keeping a bar open in downtown <laughs> Pittsfield. I mission, I like mission. I like a lot of what they've done revamping mission, but they're in a weird spot. They they they're usually dead by 10, except on like jazz night, Mondays, of course, still. Um, but yeah, like they're dead, so they're like, well, we're gonna close because there's no one here. But I'm like, if you keep closing early no one's ever going to come late. Like Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Strong proponent of just make a closing time, but you have to stick to it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Bars that close early lose business in the long run. Right. Well, because, I mean, you're assuming that on uh, drinks, you're going to make a pretty solid margin, uh, you know, because drinks are expensive, you know, yeah. based on the cost of, of, uh, of pouring the drink. Um, if, if you're you know, not making money on your drinks you're doing something very wrong <laughs> yeah. like it's it's not that difficult of a business plan. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of truth there a yeah, lot of truth it's, there. yeah it's when you add food in that's like if i could ever open a bar i would never want to deal with a kitchen like that's not my expertise but that's adding so much extra costs and like you need cooks you need to be able to do all that and I can cook a little bit, but you really probably don't want me making your dinner. Yeah. 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 A lot of the generally the, the big, you know, a big amount of the, the, the profit margin is in at the bar uh, at, for sure. Uh, and uh, I've had a lot of conversations on this podcast with a lot of really great restaurant people, believe it or not. Um, you know, we've been on the air for about a month and a half and I've had some amazing restaurant tours um, saying how difficult it has been. I mean, my God, we went through the pandemic and, um, and so for you, I mean, you probably shut down. When did you start the trivia? Was that uh, post-pandemic or? Was uh, so I was doing it. So I worked with Bob Heck previously. I see. I was hosting with um, Bob at Dewey's and a couple other places for him. And it's funny. A lot of the places I used to cover for Bob are did not survive the pandemic. Hmm. And or right before. I mean, I'd cover at Jay Allen's. Gone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Portsmouth's. Gone. Yeah. Uh, where else was I doing? And that's one thing we never had. I don't think we've had that full thorough list of who survived and and who did not survive uh, through the pandemic. There is a pretty long list of restaurants in particular that, that didn't make it. Yeah. Didn't make it. It's for an area that doesn't, that's already a little bit tough on restaurants in the first place. Cause there's very few restaurateurs in this area that are like making millions of dollars every year. There are some, there's some that do extremely well. But yeah, having that pandemic come in and it just, especially in a tourist focused area where so much of these businesses do so much money in the summer. It's been tough. It's been tough. But, um, but I, I hold out hope. I hope that I, I see people excited to get out there and actually see other people. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and whether it's you're walking on North Street uh, in the middle of the day or what have you, uh, you know, people are just excited to 
interact with other human beings. Hmm. I mean, we need that. And, uh, and I think we, we learned that lesson uh, acutely over the last couple of years. It didn't feel good to be, uh, you know, you know, 14 days was one thing, but it just lingered and lingered and lingered. Yeah, it's like, we it's, need to see people. It's still March of 2020, didn't you know? I do hope that you are enjoying the podcast. I just want to take a quick moment to let you know that this is a production of 180 Media. That's my full service communications and marketing agency. We do a full range of content development, graphic design, web development for WordPress or Wix or other web platforms, copywriting, video work. We'll do the big high-end corporate video work with full production, or we'll also do more simple and quick, consistent video content to help you stay in front of your audience on social media and elsewhere. We'll help you develop your short and long-term marketing plans, and I can actually even coach you to nail that next presentation. And I'll also help make that PowerPoint presentation of yours a thing of beauty. Check out 180media.com and see also some of my past work and the agency's past work on my blog, johncroll.info. And now back to the podcast. That was the brutal part for me is I work from home, like for my day job. So I'm 40 hours a week at my house. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, okay, so my job didn't change. Uh, <laughs> what do I go do? There was nothing open. Like even that first two weeks when like every restaurant was shut down, I was like, um, what do I eat? So I learned how to cook. Uh, <laughs> it was painful, but I did learn to cook a little. Well, that's good. You learned a little skill yeah, uh, there, but, uh, but even, yeah, even going out for walks was difficult. Cause we, you know, I was like, Oh, can you even go outside and can you go in a, a eventually it was like, no, it's okay. You can go take a, a, a hike at Kennedy park. That's okay. You know, but even back then it was, it wasn't even certain whether that was uh, appropriate or not. I know? mean, I was but, going out for a run and it's like, should I be running with my mask on in case I'm happened to be going by somebody? I know. And it was <laughs> definitely an awkward thing. Um, <laughs> and who do you work for? Um, I mean, what the day job? Yeah. Or? Yeah. The day job. The day I job. work for Flickr. So Flickr. So, uh, so what's the, what's the gig with Flickr? Uh, I work on the support team. Okay. So I met you, I met you. The first time I met you was at Best Buy. Do you remember that? Yes. I, you, you sold me on a Nikon. Well, of course. You, well, yeah, I know, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you're a big Nikon. Yeah. You're not, and, and you don't like Canon. I know. That. No, no. I, or, I don't dislike Canon. But that's the thing. It's so funny because you don't always remember how you, now I know. I remember it was, you were working at Best Buy. And so when you said that, you know, you kind of work on the technical team. So you're, you know, you are very good with all those uh, elements, but it was the Nikon. Uh, and I, there, it's right there. It's literally right there. Ah, that's the Nikon. Don't I'll touch it. There's a 1500. Yep. You know, I just hit it. It's, it's all right. it all up. Yeah. That's the 50, that's the 5100 yeah. uh, right there. And, uh, and you sold that to me. No kidding. Oh my God. This is small. You and um, so, so many, many other, other uh, I, I love all the, Great photographers, Berkshire County. I'm going to be a little smug right now. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, I sold you the camera you're using that you're still using. And you're trying to charge $5,000 to shoot somebody's wedding. And you're using a $700 camera. <laughs> must, well, it must have been a damn good camera. To get and I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's fine. Like, I don't, I don't mind. Like, you always, the joke is always, 
the photographer matters more than the camera. Well, that's mm-hmm. true, but you still need the equipment to keep up with you. Well, like, uh, so I've seen photographers, and and I've and I've had, I think uh, you did work for me at, at you know one time or another, a couple um, times. But sometimes you see work that's being done that the equipment is so good. It's like you can't take a bad photo. So, uh, oh, it's like possible. Shut, well, okay. So, I mean, as some or, or not, as you know, when you have a shutter speed so quick, you're going to get something good. Right. Uh, so, I've if seen you that. you said it right, like, I mean, it, it is also knowing how to use the camera. Sure. But I mean, when my, whenever my new camera actually ships someday, <laughs> just me and everybody else on the waiting list. Um, yeah. And so that's oh, the, the shutter, the shutter speed on that thing is like, God, I think it's 10 times faster than my current camera. Yeah. So, and so, it's not like my current camera is bad. It's just I'm stepping up like leapfrog. Level yeah. So if, you, so if you have a photographer who's the, and pushes the button and it's like a machine gun, like it, it there's a good chance you're going to get a good shot. Right. <laughs> but I mean, ideally, yes, you got to have the eye, you got to have the talent and everything, but like it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt, you know. Like these guys on the side, and they're take they're shooting an NBA game, and they have these uh, lenses that are like the size of half this room. Because you right, know, I mean, I, you you got to be able to get a good shot from that. I mean, <laughs> I'll I'll never forget. Um, it was a I won't name names, but it was a certain photographer I worked with had rented a like five thousand dollar lens, like a good six hundred millimeter. It's got its own like mounts on its own stand and he's shooting with it. And he's like, he goes, yeah, I'm still, he was still trying to get the suns to hit exactly what I want. And I'm going, I was like, well, let me play with it. Cause I happen to be there. I change all the settings, of course. And he's shooting on a cannon, mind you. So I'm like, uh, <laughs> I have to think backwards. Canon and Nikon. That's the hard part. What's the big difference or what are the, everything on a Canon is backwards from a Nikon. The wheels rotate differently. All the dials, everything's the opposite way. Hmm. But meanwhile, Nikon, Sony, Pentax, Olympus, they're all the same direction. It's Canon that's wrong. Uh, <laughs> that's why I like to rag on Canon. They're great cameras, but they're wrong. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I'm dialing all the settings over. I'm changing it. And it's like, I literally catch a shot of the receiver jumping over a defender, like ball in hand, like full and I was like, there you go. There's your shot. And he's like, he goes, you're, you're kidding me. It's like, he goes, you got that? And I go, yeah. Yeah. I go, but I'm like, shoot sports, man. Like, I know yeah. what I'm shooting here. Like, just give me a shout out when you win your Pulitzer. You know, buddy. He yeah. didn't. Um, I think he took credit for that. Shot. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't forgotten. Brand loyalty is something that's interesting with you because again, you had to sell the product and I know that you've never always, you've never been a fan of say Apple, right? Or the uh, iPhone versus the Android. Um, I still have an iPhone. I, you know, I mean, for work, I, I have an iPhone because that's what they, they give you. I, yeah. I, I would say that I have a MacBook for my day job. Yeah, it was 70. So I, I have a Mac product in my house. You know, in, in this podcast, about 68% of the people that listen to this podcast listen to it on Apple Podcasts versus, say, Spotify or other, you know. So clearly it's still the, the, um, oh, by far, well, the granddaddy. But, um, but, but like, it is and it isn't. Is the, it's the really interesting thing. If you ever look at phones, 
like if you actually look at the market share, it's more Android phones than Apple. But that's because there's so many cheap Android phones out there. Mm -hmm. Like go to Cricket, go to Walmart and grab a track phone, which is huge. What what would you do? So or what do you do? I guess that's the question. I mean, I have a a Samsung because a lot of people would be like, okay, well, I have Verizon. Verizon tends to have so, and then they're kind of associated with the iPhone. I guess I don't know. I mean, I have Verizon with a Samsung. Okay, okay, it's. At this point, it's really, it's 50-50. It's whatever your preference is. But also, if you've had an iPhone for years, you're not likely going to switch to an Android. And if you've had Android for years, you're probably not going to switch to an iPhone. Yeah. That, you get used to a certain thing. Like, why would you want to switch? And it's a legacy thing, too. Because, like, you know, and you're if you're a, a, a mom or a dad or both and you have a family plan, well, guess what? You're probably going to get the same thing for your kid uh, to be on the family plan. It'll be there. So, so this thing, I mean, cell phones used to be new. We're yeah. still of the generation where cell phones were new. Now, it's, it is embedded and ingrained. And so it's interesting that brand loyalty, it's not even brand loyalty. It's just kind of what you do. Well, it's the walled garden aspect Yeah, is an Apple is, and has always been ingenious at that. Mm. Once you get an Apple product, well, everything works better if everything's Apple. So if you have your MacBook, it's seamless with your iPhone and your iPad, everything flows together. Makes it really hard if you want to have an Android phone with a MacBook. Like it doesn't want to work together as well. Mm-hmm. And then you have, and then Microsoft, I mean, was pushing Windows phones hard, which the software was good. It's just none of the hardware ever lived up to it. So they failed. Yeah. And I mean, they just tried again. There's a Surface phone out there that's um, interesting. <laughs> it's definitely not ready for prime time yet, but it's one of the folding phones with a whole, it's cool. It's innovative. Yeah. It just, yeah, it doesn't quite work yet. Yeah. But I think all the flip phone folding ones, I think we're still a few years out. Yeah. I have a buddy. He has a Samsung one. He swears by it. Yeah. To me, it's the goofiest looking thing on the planet, but. (laughs) Well, form and function, form and function. But um, yeah, I mean, so, uh, you know, for you, I mean, you're what, how old are you now? Uh, 35. You're 35. Yeah. Um, you know, you're still a single guy, um, you know, and, and like I said, I mean, I, a lot of us, we, you know, kids running around all, you know, so it's like, we're not out there, uh, in the nightlife all the time, but, um, but yeah, like, what do we, how do we do this? How do we, how do we get things going again? Like, what do we need to do? It's a very good it's question. Funny, I just, before you came in here, we had Megan Wilden in here. And of course that like, I, I mean, we were kind of probably at our, our best points like during that generation when things were happening. They were things were opening up, new things were opening up, and we we're you know working. Well, I was twenty one. Yeah, well, I mean, go. Mission was isn't that unbelievable? I mean, Brewworks opened when I was nineteen because I was interning for the company that helped set up their registers. So I was in Brewworks before it was I could drink. <laughs> So I waited patiently to get my drink at Brewworks till I was 21. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I remember I helped. I met Bill and Christine way back then, helped them set everything up. Um, I was a big Brewworks fan when I was 21. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think they came uh, in part because of Sheep Tacular. I remember 
having a, a conversation early on and didn't they i don't know if they had even um a little uh like sheep on their logo or something like that i felt like there was some association yes. that they um, had um with that in in sort of honoring the fact that like that's that was one of the reasons why they yeah they had to, it was part of the pitzville i have a yeah. pitzville brewers glass sitting in my house oh, do you really? yeah which funny enough i miss them i really I, I miss, miss that them. i miss that space i still like big elm but i miss the Brewerks, mm-hmm. because it was also great on a Friday night. You just go to Brewerks. Did you have plans yet? No, don't worry. Go to Brewerks. You will run into people you know. You will make plans, and then maybe you'd go to Press Box. Maybe you're going the Mission. Maybe you're going down the Lennox. You started and you branched off from there, mm-hmm. and there was a million more options. Yeah, yeah. We it's get, it's quiet right yeah, now. Yeah, we gotta get back to that. We gotta get back to that. I mean, and, and, and to be fair, I mean, like we're still recovering from um, the the pandemic. Inflation is a pain in the ass. I mean, let me tell you, it's like, I mean, it is. It, it's taking it's taking its toll. Um, and I'm sure, especially with the restaurants, because they have to buy food. Yeah, and it's more expensive for them. And then we got they've got to raise the prices. Um, I was at Tito's uh, over two or three weeks. The kids love going to uh, Tito's. I guess. So, oh, didn't I see you that there? <clears throat> yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Come, one of, yeah. One of the kids was, I was walking out of Flatburger. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, there you go. So, um, and like from one week to the next, literally the prices went up, like they got a new menu and went up like 30 or 40%. So it was like, whoa, that bill was way different. Yeah. Uh, but they need to, you know, they need to. And, you know, I was having a conversation with George Shoemaker who is a long time, he, he does uh, the um, currency coffee now, but um, but he's been a long time restaurateur. And he said, hey, look, you know, the problem with these restaurants is that they're not charging enough. And so people have to sort of get used to that, I guess. But then that's also assuming that we just have to get used to this inflation, I guess, which also means, you know, our wages aren't keeping up. And so it's just a, I mean, they haven't been in for, for, for generations. So it's like, come on, man, like something's got to give. I think people are feeling the pinch right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I bought a house right at the end of 2019, finished most of the renovations by March of 2020. And then, uh, the world shut down and I went, Oh, I have no trivia to host. I have no photography jobs. I was like, <laughs> thankfully I have a day job, but I was like, I was like, that was a significant like third of my income. Just yeah. Well, the other thing is Oof. how long is the day job going to last when it's for Flickr? You know what I'm saying? We're like, doing I mean, quite well. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. No, no, but no, no, it is actually doing well. Um, Flickr's part of smug mug, which mm-hmm. a lot of people are like smug mug. I don't know what that is. And yet if you're a Berkshire County resident, I always laugh. I go, have you been to the Berkshire Eagle? And they're like, Oh yeah. Have you looked at a photo on the Eagle? They're like, yeah. I'm like, then you've used SmugMug because mm-hmm. they run all the back end hosting of that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. So, I mean, it's SmugMug's much more geared towards professional photographers like newspapers, photography services, whereas Flickr is designed for individuals. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. I gotcha. And it's great. No creepy algorithms, constantly tracking all your stuff like Facebook or Google does, pro plans, unlimited photo backup. Yeah. It's, it is a creepy world out there. Yeah. I mean, and we're not creepy. We're not creepy about it. It's great. It, well, you're not right. But no, no, we don't have software running, but we can openly state that we don't have an algorithm that like, which is fantastic. All of your faces because we're data. so used to everything gathering data. We'd we, make more money if we did. We know. 
like Alexa is listening to us, even though, of course, our phones are listening to us. You know, I mean, people, and you can see it because when ads are popping up about things that maybe you mentioned to a friend or something along those lines, that happens all of the time. Sometimes you think that they're actually reading your mind because you don't even remember talking about something. So how in the world do oh, they know that um, you know I'm I'm you know I, I have a, a, a physical tomorrow and the you know and and I'm going to be t- you know this and that and there's <laughs> an ad for ibuprofen like <laughs> they're like ad for ibuprofen or heart medication or something like that. I mean, come on, um, it's really really creepy and really weird. People are used to it, um, and we just kind of like take it for granted because it's just what we do every day. We're on yeah. social media and and what have you, but. It's a strange world out there. I mean, yeah, I have the Google Homes throughout my house. Like I did the whole smart home feature. All the lights are all controlled. Everything's great. But yeah, that means there's Google is listening all the time. I'm like, okay, all right. This is kind of weird, but yeah. And and well, they say, well, it just improves your life because it helps us serve you better. But come on. Yeah, I don't, I don't need ads serving me back. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> yeah, and okay, so social media too. Now, okay, so we were talking about you don't have a TikTok, no, nope. which is actually interesting because um, I don't know. I, I would think that maybe some of your your content would be really good for TikTok. I don't know, um, but no, no TikTok for you. But uh, nope. but Facebook has become really annoying awful um, its algorithm <laughs> is really bad it um, nice job checking facebook after the john kroll show ended <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> i'll take that as a compliment i was one of the last shows i had to host for you i know that was know. a good show Tariq and i did a great job i know you did i know you did i've, I've watched it yeah and I, I think we uh should have gotten our own show spinoff that where where what? is uh Tariq ben i haven't seen him uh what is he i haven't seen him days? since okay honestly i think i ran into him at like walmart or target in the last two years like once yeah yeah and it always blows my mind to see his hair now because he was always had like a shaved head for so long and he's got like <laughs> he grew his hair out in covid and i was just like yeah i know last i saw he's doing great um i think he's still doing some fitness training life coach stuff i mean yeah he's one of those guys that i feel like is doing is always doing a million things which yeah. is just and they're always the most positive thing yeah super positive yeah he's the most like, positive <laughs> human being i've ever met in my life and it's like i hang out with them for 10 minutes and i'm like walking away going yeah yeah all right everything's fine <laughs> or you walk away thinking man i am such a jerk like you know <laughs> i mean yeah this trick, <laughs> he's just so amazing and so positive and like what am i, I hope he's listening because he's gonna be like oh shucks guys <laughs> oh gosh most humble guy too that's the funny part he'll be like oh no you guys you're just ridiculous about it and i'm like <laughs> he's he's a good guy um but yeah, so the Facebook algorithm, it, what's amazing to me is it is not really serving people because the algorithm is supposed to be like, oh, we're going to keep sending stuff that they like so that they'll keep coming to us and they'll keep scrolling and so on and so forth. But it's not really like that. Um, it, it feels like, especially when it's like news items, it keeps pushing and pushing and pushing things that yeah. I really don't care about at all. Like I, I really, I was one of those people who did not care about Will Smith and Chris Rock. I really wasn't. I didn't care. I don't I think that was think Facebook. That was every ounce of the internet. You could not escape it. Yeah. Maybe, like, okay, so you're, it wasn't just Facebook, but I mean, I looked up. It's like I'm checking New York Times. But if there's they an were article that about good, it in New York Times in every email, like 
for like five days. Right. And it's like the Academy Awards. I'm like, it's Will Smith. He's like the highest paid actor in the world. One of the most popular actors in the world. It's a slap on the wrist. And even when they're like, oh my God, I can't believe we're talking about it. So here's the worst part. Right. But it's, you're talking about it in the framework of how ridiculous yeah. it is. Well, especially because everyone's like, this, this is the end of the world for Will Smith. I go, he's lucky he didn't get charged. And I go, it would have been a misdemeanor assault charge. He would have paid a fine, <laughs> gone on six months probation. And that would have literally been the end of it if they had even charged him because it's Will Smith. <laughs> Right. And, and, and the underlying thing is who the hell really cares? You yeah. know, I mean, because, because, you know, I mean, Chris Rock should slap for the joke being bad, not for it being insulting. <laughs> but there it was. Facebook yeah. was pummeling me with that story, pummeling me. So tell me how that algorithm is, is supposed to be working for the consumer when someone like, like if they had any clue of what I wanted, I did not want that. So, so Facebook is not really being responsive in the way that's giving a better experience. I just, over time, it's, it's not good. Instagram is better. Just as bad. It's, it's better. just as bad. Maybe it's, maybe it's just Insta- as bad. Instagram is honestly as bad as Facebook is at this point. But I feel like at least in the scroll, you're seeing more Ads. of, uh, I mean, well, okay. Take, maybe t- take open your Instagram, scroll through, you will see an ad about, Every three to four photos. Maybe it's posted. the nature of it because yeah. maybe Facebook is more annoying because the news stories yeah. are as such. Um, like I literally just unfollowed the New York Times and NPR on Instagram. I, I just, I have been annoyed by them. I don't know. Um, well, it's like I had to uninstall the CNN app years ago because it was like yeah. breaking news. I'm like, no, not every news story that's ever existed is breaking news, CNN. Like you need to stop. So there's another section, and now so the the best. So this is what Zuckerberg does. He takes the best things that are out there and he steals them, and you know puts his own label on them, and and that's that. So that's the example of Instagram Reels, which is basically TikTok. Oh yeah, and now Stories was just Snapchat, and Stories was just Snapchat. Okay, so so he does this, but. In that, there are sometimes good things that happen. So I think the best thing happening right now seems to be Instagram Reels because I think it genuinely is organic and actually gives you some reach, at least right now. No. That'll, that'll change. It's I, all sponsored. If you want anything to actually reach people, you better be paying. Okay. I had, uh, a, I had a pro, I had the business account on Instagram and it was literally. 3,000 followers, which isn't an insane amount, but it's solid. It's solid. solid. Yeah. It was, unless you did paid to have a post promoted, less than 10% of your followers saw a photo. So it's like, this is where I'll have to just slightly disagree because if you put up some content that is interesting, um, it can, it can really spike up. It can really spike up. So like my guy, you know, your guy, Ty Jackson is crushing it right now on Instagram reels. And he talks about it all the time, but you can But Ty promotes it. posts. Does he? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he was just, well, you have to promote like, okay. you're, if you're going to use that platform, no, for Ty. but I mean, tell he's good. But tell I mean, me. now you can, all, but he's also not you can, for every post, does no, he? but you have to pay for a good amount in yeah. order for other posts to work. I mean, I did do a few, like I would pay to like, just do a $5 promotion of a post. I'd go from like 55 likes. The next post that I promoted would have like 
800 likes. Okay. Because all of a sudden, all of my followers are seeing my posts. And I'm like, okay, okay. All right. I'm, I'm going to try it then. I'm going to try it then because yeah, it's, it's, it's we're, we're, I am going, to, we are going to take this right here. We're, we're talking and we're going to say something interesting. He's drinking, he's drinking a, a gin and tonic and, uh, and I'm, you know, talking, John's about opening a bar. It's great. This, we're opening a bar <laughs> and I'm going to, we'll put some subtitles on and a whiz bang and whatever I'll pay. And then we'll see if we get some, uh, engagement, engagement yeah. on it. I mean, and part of it is, it's also advertising. Like if you want to promote your business, you spend money and you advertise. Advertising has changed. It's you're not going to promote a podcast by putting an article, by putting in a small ad in the Berkshire Eagle. No knock to the Eagle. Just is that your audience? Like, is that how you're going to promote it? Like it's a paper thing. You're not, no one's going <laughs> to click it and be like, oh, cool. I can listen to this podcast. You're going to promote it through an Instagram story or a Facebook post where they can directly go to your podcast yeah so you know and so the the evolution of anything good in social media is it's good and then people really start to catch on to it and then there's a critical mass and then you have to then pay to have that thing that used to be free so facebook was really good in like 2008 you know what I'm it was whatever. great when you had that or 2012 when you had to have a college email address to get on there it was the best that, that was the best <laughs> that was before my time yep so it was great john uh, on, on facebook it was peaceful uh, back then as far as that goes so but it, facebook was really good in the early 2010s uh in that in that vicinity it was pretty organic you know if you posted something a lot of people would see it even if you were a business and if it was good content, you'd get a lot of engagement. Oh, absolutely. Now it doesn't matter about the content. You it's all pay to play. It's yeah. all pay to play. And Instagram's and, basically the same. And and so okay. So that's I, why TikTok has gotten so popular. And TikTok's going to pay too. Oh, so absolutely. they're going to go through the same process. They've already started. I mean, TikTok is hiring like a sales manager in Albany. Um, I saw that on LinkedIn, like, you know, so Facebook does too. meta, there's a, there's a meta (coughs) marketing manager position open in the Albany market. Um, so, so they're hiring human being people to actually sell this kind of stuff. Uh, I don't know who they're selling to, uh, you know, or how that's going to work, but I feel as though, um, TikTok is right about there where they're just going to totally pretty much sell out, uh, pretty quickly too. So that's going to happen. So then the next thing that comes up you'll be able to hopefully the next innovative social media that comes up, you know, get into the ground floor um, and get some good organic push before it becomes pay to play. Or it could just die off. And I think it'd be better. I think social (laughs) media is the worst thing ever. I've I've gone like the full, like, man, I love social media. It's great. And now I'm like, yeah, if it all disappeared tomorrow, I don't think I would miss it. Yeah. I I think, (laughs) I think a lot of people would. And I think that's a lot of, especially in our generation too. Yeah, like the millennial Gen X crowd is just like we're over we're social over media. It. It's but the boomers love it. It's the most active users on Facebook is the uh, boomer generation. And and I think if the question is like how do they use it? Because they click on everything. That's why it's so monetized. <laughs> well, it's amazing. Watch watch like one of your parents use Facebook. They'll click and open everything. They'll reshare stuff constantly. Like. I had to mute my own father on Facebook because I was like, Dad, you don't need to reshare every single post you see. And he's like, I thought it was funny. And I'm like, <laughs> like oh, my God. Like, Dad's on Facebook. Oh, it's the worst. Uh, it is the worst. I give my mom credit because my mom's like, 
I scroll it. I like to keep up with people. She goes, I cringe at a few people that I'm friends with who are Republican. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I, we're all going to connect in some way. It's a human, it's a human need. So uh, I was a forum can, guy back in the old days. What back when there was just like old school web forums, like in the early 2000s. Yes. Yes. Late 90s. I was in yep. college. There were, there were like message boards. Message yeah. Boards. yeah. There were message that was, boards. that was, yeah. It was better. It was great. Yep. <laughs> Message like Google had one. I, that's why and, Reddit's uh, the closest I've found to that. And Reddit can get horrifically toxic too. Yeah. Well, they all can because people can be horrifically toxic, um, you know, especially if it's anonymous. So before there was Facebook, uh, there was, uh, what was that um, entity that the Eagle used to have it? Um, what was it called? Uh, where all the people would post anonymously on there, and it was like some of the worst stuff. Oh, the, uh, just the comments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh uh, what was the? I can't remember what it was, but um, well, they didn't. The Eagle didn't use Discus or Discus. Yeah. Um, there's always been a few different like comment software, but yeah, the Eagles were. They did, then eventually they just discontinued. I mean, it, it was basically it was so- we. You and I both know who it was. He has his own website now. If you want to read the comments, <laughs> it's the same commenters. It's the same people that used to comment on those things. Like you can literally just tell by the syntax of their comments and typos and conspiracy <laughs> theories. But yeah, yeah. yeah every, anytime <laughs> I want to laugh, I go read that site and I'm like, oh my god, it is, it is. Um, but you know, people haven't. They're they're going to communicate some way. So uh, my friend Dan is is just one of those. Uh, I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't say anything at all. Listen, I mean, you know, I it, it, it's all comers. You know, you just have to, you know. I mean, but you know what? I'm glad they have a site. You know why? Keeps them contained. <laughs> if I don't want to see it, it's real easy to ignore. That's like uh, that's the old internet. I miss like everything was so much more segmented. Like. The way Facebook, Instagram, even TikTok, like all of it is, you're going into a channel that's constantly throwing you content. It's like AOL back in the 90s. Like, here's your AOL channels. And I remember being a kid the first time on the internet, I'm like on AOL and I'm going, oh, wait, I can just open Internet Explorer and go to like 10 billion other websites? What? It's like I'd open AOL to log on, minimize, open Internet Explorer. I'm like, all right, here's the web. Have you heard much about uh, this Web3? Uh, the, the oh, way- you're going to get me started? Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I, w- I want to know because crypto is um, a scam. Um, it's a Ponzi scheme. So crypto, but the blockchain, you know. Um, blockchain technology isn't inherently bad. Crypto is a Ponzi scheme. Okay, okay. But, NFTs but, are the worst thing to ever happen to but, mankind. So so the concept, well, t- let's start because probably people don't know this concept of what Web3 like is. And so the, I, I think the concept, correct me if I'm wrong and interrupt me at any point, but this idea that, okay, so Web, I guess we're in Web2, right? Web2 yeah. would be social media. Web2 yeah. is social media and now it's been corporatized and et cetera, et cetera. Web3 is more of a place where you can create your own content earn your own dollars and it's separate and it's not going to be taken over by the corporate which is why we have crypto.com arena instead of the stable center now right and every other commercial (laughs) on the super bowl was a crypto commercial right because it's not corporate in the slightest they don't have actors and hollywood celebs a-list actors mind you 
which I'm like, seriously, Matt Damon, you and McGregor, guys, careers have really been staying this bad during COVID. You're doing crypto commercials. But yeah, now Web3, it, yeah, Web3 literally just is the next like blockchain, like current evolution of stuff. The metaverse is part of Web3 as well, mm. which because apparently we're all going to live in virtual reality and all right. of that soon and <laughs> because because reality reality isn't i mean it's pretty terrible out there but <laughs> i mean it was really nice today but yeah i mean you know and who 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 says we're not living in some sort of virtual reality already i mean you know i mean come on let's get deeply philosophical here i mean come on we, i mean we could be in a simulation whatever we could but be in a simulation like, if we are a, i really like a hologram a once i figure out the cheat codes i It'll be great. I'll sponsor the show. I'll have a lot more money. The unlimited funds cheat code. It's great. But I, it's funny, like the, the whole metaverse, every like company is like, we're doing the metaverse. We're doing this. We're doing this. It's one of those buzzwords where no one actually really knows what it is. Virtual reality is never going to take off until you can put on like a really simple pair of sunglasses that weighs nothing that immerses you. Mm-hmm. People don't like clunky headgear. Mm-hmm. No, no. And that's no. why if you look at some of the guys who are always saying like, oh, augmented reality, like, and I'll, I'm going to give you a hysterical example of AR that works. But a lot of people are like, yeah, AR is really going to be the next big step is because AR is, yes, I still see you, but I would see if I have like AR glasses on and be like, oh, John Kroll, but I could like tap a thing and it would be like, Boom, John's birthday, this and this, blah, 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 blah. Like I would get information like, oh, his birthday's coming up. Cool. Did you want to order a present? I can be like, yeah, yeah. Talk to you and like, like the Terminator or something. <laughs> but actually, yeah. Like it's funny, but you know what the most successful AR, uh, augmented reality app is on the market? What? Pokemon's po- Pokemon Go still to this day. And, and that's, and that is, that is a virtual reality, right? No, because it's augmented reality. Augmented because reality. Because you watch Pokemon Go, you're still walking around outside to go collect Pokemon. You can like, have the Pokemon in front of you on the screen, like so it's there, but it's not over it's your interacting face. with the yeah, that's okay. interacting <laughs> with the real world. Yep. <laughs> Gets me going. I start talking my hands. Um and that and what happened to that? Because remember, I remember going to like a city council meeting, there'd be people on the steps of City Hall, like their phones and their like, there's still a few out there. There's still some diehard a, players. Like, yeah. So so that's still happening. But it was a craze. I mean, every definitely. craze is gonna shimmy down, but I mean it's still a fairly well-used app. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, so the whole concept of this virtual reality sort of world is that, okay, so my kids, they like play Roblox, right? Yep. And they want to get things. They want to, they want to have a new hat or, or a new outfit or whatever in hmm. Roblox and their character. And there's a value to that. And they go and they play games and maybe they earn some They earn money. credits. You, they earn you, credits. You throw them some allowance money. That right. gives you, them pay, you, put, yep. you put 20 bucks in and they get 800 Roblox bucks, <clears> whatever. <throat> and they're able. And so they're in this kind of like world with this own little economy and uh, this, this like sort of entity. And that, it's doing it better than facebook is doing or all these other companies fortnite's really good at it too yeah the video game companies get it more than any of these other companies do so far right so it's like in you know so if you for instance if you're play little league and you're a kid and you get a new baseball bat that's cool right yeah you have a new helmet and you want all that stuff so it's 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 literally the same thing but virtual 
but virtual, but there's value to it. So as, as soon as a kid or an adult or anybody, and, and maybe that relates to crypto too, and that, that's how it works. Um, again, if they assign value to it and it's a virtual thing, but there it's there is value. But ironically, Roblox and Fortnite, even Pokemon Go, you can buy, you can spend money in Pokemon Go, for example, like real money. Yep. To or, get or, Poke or coins. What we think so is you real can, money. well, you spend, <laughs> you take your credit card out, you do it through the app, through the, through the app store, you buy Poke coins so you can buy Pokeballs and other stuff. But it's regulated within the game. Mm-hmm. It's all regulated. Your five bucks is worth 500 coins. Mm-hmm doesn't go up, doesn't go down. It's what it's worth. Whereas crypto isn't. There isn't the Securities and Exchange Commission isn't running crypto like it keeps some tabs on the stock market. Mm. Like I don't know if you see Elon Musk is getting sued for his Twitter uh stock purchase. Yeah, I just heard about it. I didn't get the whole story. Because he filed because he filed late. And by filing so late, people who traded stock during that time legally are have a right to sue him now because it, yeah, if I sold stock and he had secretly bought the stock, didn't announce it in the 10 days he was supposed to, and I sold my stock and then it went up 80% right after I sell it, after he finally announces, yeah, after the limit, well, yeah, I got screwed. Yeah. Well, so good for them. I hope they win. I do too. That's you the know? guy who's suing him, trying to make it class action. I mean, here we are. But, but again, that's why, have, in a world but that's why you have where the wages remain stagnant and all this stuff. And these, these billionaires are, just, I mean, uh, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. Oh, my God. These guys are just like, and meanwhile, Amazon people. And I, and I really do hope we, li- we grew up in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. And mm-hmm. I used to hear stories about uh, the union. Jeez, man. The, if it wasn't for the union, boy, GE left because they were so hard to deal with. And these guys, they, they were making 15 bucks an hour, pushing a broom and blah, 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 all this stuff. But <laughs> my God, you know, we've gone so far. The pendulum has gone so far. And when those people are working in Amazon warehouses and they can't even use certain terminology, their their yep. freedom of speech has been uh, shot, <clears throat> and they can't even take bathroom breaks because it'll uh, knock their efficiency points and, and all of that. Man, we really have gone so far, and I think a lot of people have no idea how much power the American worker has lost in the last 30 years. Well, there's such a generation that's grown up without strong union background. Yeah. I mean, I always say they've been successful. The corporations and the powers that be have been really, really successful in demonizing unions. I mean, they've been demonizing unions for the since unions gained power in this country. Corporate interests have always been against it. But I always use the perfect example of unions, like how to explain a good union benefit to somebody. And everyone was laughs, but I go, would you rather work for FedEx or for UPS? Right. You're making on average 10 bucks more an hour at UPS. You're getting at least an extra three to four weeks of vacation time over your average FedEx employee. And the difference is the union. FedEx has no union. UPS mm-hmm. has one of the best unions in the country. Their health insurance is phenomenal. It's right. like 30 bucks a month. For full coverage. Yeah. And, 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 and what's really bad, Mark, is that we look at that and say, oh, look at them. That's so, they're so lucky. But it shouldn't be. It they shouldn't, shouldn't be lucky. That they should shouldn't be, be how the it lucky. Is. That should be how it is. And because 
um, you know, in our, our country, and again, we're getting into the, the, this economy, we're the most efficient workforce, productive. We, we were always told, oh, how productive are we? Production, production. We're productive. We are the And most- then the Chinese and the Japanese look at us and go, I guess. They're like, what? <laughs> like, I mean, we're, we're pumping out so many billionaires and- No, we're going to uh, pumping out billionaires. We're pumping out a few billionaires <laughs> yeah. who are profiting immensely off of the uh, productive work of the people in this country. And, and it's just, you know, so anyway, so as you were talking about this sort of virtual reality economy and, and all this, and, and so, but in your, in Roblox, I mean, so, okay, you're in there, but you have value of some uh, coins or Robux or what have you, but you can't take those and use them outside of- no. Row of Roblox, right? So you're in there. You can't use it anywhere else. But the theory is with crypto, is you could use that anywhere. But I did say this last night at the bar to somebody. He's like, oh, "I'm in the crypto," and I go, "I was like, oh, cool. Um, buy me a beer right now in crypto." And he goes, "Well, I, I, I can't." And I go, "Okay." So it's it's worthless. So right now, crypto. So he is, would have to transfer his crypto back to real money, right? Because there's a value because someone on, needs it. Because biz, until businesses are all regularly taking crypto it's fine but there's also a different coin out every other day but there are big corporate entities that are having that are that are having uh forums and everything and my and our friend uh justin mckay you know justin right like so he's he was uh, you know was speaking at a forum about crypto and he's gonna you know and and all that and there are they're preaching the crypto yeah yeah so um but but you're not buying it no have you seen wolf of wall street yes it's penny stocks it's the exact same thing. You pump up something that has no value like Dogecoin. All of a sudden, Dogecoin, which was worth pennies on the dollar, is worth $80 per coin. Mm-hmm. And then everybody sells it and makes their money. Oh, you still didn't sell it? Cool. It's worth pennies So basically, on the again. you can make a ton of money on it. You just have to be the smart yes. one. <laughs> you have to immediately get out. But also, someone can do- shuts on the internet for a day, all your money's gone. If you take the blockchain down, which it can be done, it's not impossible. All you have to do is take servers out or get locked out of your wallet. Right. There's literally, I think they said the equivalent of like something like $10 billion in Bitcoin that no one will ever see again because they can't access their digital wallets. They don't have the password. Yep. Or it's like they had like the two-factor authentication and it's to yes. a phone number that doesn't exist. I've heard anymore. stories about that. It's this, it's a very common thing. There are people thing. who have like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's or gone. More, and it's and gone, you, yeah. Or you have digital wallets. It can only be, you can only guess the pin so many times before it <laughs> like self-destructs, burns you out. Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine? And I mean, like, I, oh, but that pass, can't happen. What like, to my password? But I mean, you can play I the, <laughs> but I mean, you can play the stock market and yes, you can lose money. But if someone tries to manipulate the stock market, that's why we have insider trading, which doesn't apply to politicians. But you know, what's up with that? That's that's a whole other scam. But but but, but I have mean, regulations. But the thing is, again, if you're smart, then you follow the politicians. So if you're right. smart, you just watch what Nancy Pelosi is doing, right. Or her husband, or both. And any any and, single politician that has stocks, all you have to do is like anybody who's on a defense committee is just go, "Ooh, what are they selling this week? Because I should probably sell it." Or buy it. Right. That's how corrupt things have become. It's yeah. just wildly corrupt because they, I mean, we don't have to explain why it is because they're Martha the ones. Stewart went to jail for insider trading, right. but no politicians have. Isn't that unbelievable? Like, And I trust Martha Stewart way more than any of our politicians at this point. 
and, and this is she didn't this, snitch. And this is not a partisan political conversation. No, it's it, both it's sides literally like Nancy Pelosi has made just millions and millions of dollars oh, and people are making millions of dollars doing what she's doing. Yeah. There, there are whole very popular t- going back to TikTok. There's a whole there's a guy who has built his entire TikTok base and all a, a fortune himself just by following uh he calls them the whales. Yeah. You know, they're, they're the whales. That you know, you I follow mean, the whales. Wall Street bets on Reddit yeah. became so huge. Yeah. But I mean, sometimes you'll watch it and they'll be like, oh man, we totally blew that one. But it's like, yeah, it's called a bet. But again, there's regulations to it. Like you may lose money, but you're not going to get screwed out of your money by somebody overinflating a Bitcoin today and then immediately dropping it tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So I'm I'm a very anti, staunch anti-crypto guy. That's which, interesting. I, you know, we're gonna have to have you and uh, you know and, and a pro crypto, and then I want to hear the debate uh, because I feel like I'm not quite as I, I, I'm I'm on the fringes of it, and I can I kind of know enough to be dangerous, but um, but you clearly have. Uh, have looked into this and and done a lot of research, but it's also but, environmentally terrible. <laughs> I don't people keep saying that, but there's a lot of things that are environmentally terrible, right? right? But we don't. It's we already have enough issues with the environment. <laughs> we don't need to be adding to it to create fake money, running massive process. Um, New York is just as uh, legislation in order to stop these factories from getting turned into crypto mills. They're doing that. Yeah, that's uh, legislation. I'll send. I'll have to send you the link. But it was because it's a great article, and yeah. it's. But they're like, they're like, yep, this place is paying the pilot rate on taxes, so they're only paying like fifteen thousand in taxes to the city, mm-hmm. but they've generated millions, and they're insane utility bills, and they're using these factories because they're running multiple processors, server processors, all to just generate and mine coins. China banned. Mining. Mm. China is not exactly the pro-environmental organi- com- country here. And even they were <laughs> like, yeah, no. Um, I'd become so cynical on this stuff, though. It's like Because well, yeah. as you're saying that, I'm thinking, well, who are the people in control in New York? And why do they want to, you know, uh, why do they really want to do this? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like oh, is it energy efficiency or or energy usage or are they if just you tried to build to... if you tried to build a computer in the last two years you really learned to hate crypto okay because you couldn't find a decent video card for two plus years because they were all being bought up immediately for crypto and mining hmm. there it is yeah there it is yeah it was kind of annoying I yeah. was really happy I bought my computer right before all of that blew up but I'm like I ran into a buddy he goes yeah he goes it took me seven months to finish building my computer he goes i almost bought another full prepackaged computer to take the video card out (laughs) i'm like that's insane so the private shoots uh you do are are those starting back up again Uh, yep a little bit in the last uh few months so you're shooting uh for a lot of uh um more like private clients, um, some for OnlyFans, you know, everybody's favorite website that constantly has controversy. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's there's a huge market out there for OnlyFans. And personally, I say more power to them. And again, when you have everything so heavily censored by Instagram and Facebook, who have decided they are the arbiter of all things, 
I mean, I've been shadow banned on Instagram and I'm like, my work was censored. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. What, what's the secret? Is it is is it the lighting? Is it what's what's the secret to uh those uh, shoots? Lighting. It's all lighting. It, it, it's yeah. lighting, it's knowing how to pose models like I mean, you shoot enough models, you learn to pose. And it's funny, once you've learned to pose people for modeling stuff, which the entire reason I got into modeling was I always joked it was my super cheap free photography school. Like I'm self-taught. I didn't go to school for photography. So you need people to shoot with. Well, models always needed photographers. And yeah, it never hurts to shoot pretty girls. So you get used to it. You work with them. Well, you work with one model. All of a sudden I have like three other models. Like, oh, we want to work with you. And it kind of, honestly, it spiraled from there. It was never my goal to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to shoot sexy photos as a career. I fell into it backwards. <laughs> yeah. It was literally me learning to be better at lighting. But all of that's paid off for weddings and corporate stuff. Like I shoot better headshots because I know how to light models. I make a bride look as great as possible in her wedding dress because I know what I'm looking for lighting wise. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, and, and you know, um, only experience really does. I mean, and you can go to schools and, and everything and, and learn all this and that but until you actually get the experience um you know even you know even just doing simple headshots uh, with a simple camera um and looking for natural light and yeah. maybe you know going to a, like a, just a slightly shaded area where the the level of light is even you know things like that um you know those kinds of things you just pick up over time you yeah know? i mean um, you ask any photographer we all love cloudy days that's right because right. it's even light yeah yeah exactly but, but i mean yeah the photography school is like i don't i've had a million parents be like oh my kid wants to be a photographer and i'm like oh that's great um they're like well i'm gonna send them to school for it and i go don't i'm like go to bcc go learn business because a it's going to be useful let's put, like if you're gonna become a successful photographer you need to know how to run the business like mm learning how to take photos is not going to make you successful and how much, um, but then, and then take that other 10 grand, go buy them camera equipment, buy them lighting equipment, yeah. rent them a studio space yeah, and, pr and just practice. You'll learn 10 times more. Like the great thing is and work with other photographers. And like, nowadays you don't have to, I mean, guys going back, like imagine the amount of film that you have oh to go through. God. So, um, so that is, so your cost is on the front end uh for equipment it's not yeah. this ongoing like oh i gotta buy more film and, and you don't uh, need to develop it and so and so forth so. And you don't need to go spend twenty thousand dollars to immediately be a photographer like go buy a decent six seven hundred dollar camera as we can literally see it's lasted <laughs> what 10 years now <laughs> i had to hack it so this was really great yeah but you've you made it more for video but that's I made, cool no, no, but no that's where the hack came in so um i literally uh did i i found a video of a gentleman who hacked the D5100 into a webcam. Mm -hmm. And the video was from like 2014. Yeah. And people were still commenting on it as of like months before. So I'm like, oh, this thing is like legit. And uh, and it worked. And it worked. I took yeah. the card out. I put, you know, did something and downloaded something and popped it back in. And somehow it, it managed. Yeah, to it's just a firmware. And, and by the way, it's not even, it's, um, it's not, it doesn't shoot in 1080. So people who are watching the the show, it's like 720 and you're, you're in 1080. So it's a little no, bit different. Excellent. People probably don't even notice. Uh, maybe they do. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's not, it's, 
It's that it's the camera. My new you one shoots an eight. Me. My new one shoots an eight K whenever it shows up. Yeah, I'm still on the waiting list. I still have to get another camera in here, um, even if it's just a simple um, uh, camcorder, because I need a third camera to get the next guest. Because I can only do two guests right now and have I, I have the three mics, not three cameras. So if we're gonna do a roundtable, but you know what you should do. But go on Craigslist, go on Facebook Marketplace, even though I hate Facebook, but it's funny how Facebook Marketplace overtook Craigslist, which is, I miss Craigslist. It was so simple and useful. <laughs> um, it really was. It's like, it's okay, you're just, just it is. it's still definitely used. Just, it's funny how much more Facebook Marketplace has jumped up. Yeah. Well, it's because it's convenient because it's there. It's, it's a portal. It's, it's it's right there. People are already on Facebook. Although I find the location thing kind of stinks on Facebook Marketplace. Like I've jumped on the search and it's like local, and then you're like realizing they're like, no, we'll <clears throat> ship to you. And I'm yeah. like, no, that's not local. Though. Yeah, but you know, what really kind of sucks with Facebook is like they are always if if and you, if you click on something, you've now changed your entire algorithm. And then if you also try to let people know about something that may be for sale, but maybe not overtly selling it, they're still going to say, no, 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 no. You got to put this in marketplace, you know, yep. like, oh, like, oh, by the way, my friend is selling their house and, you know, oh, yeah. uh, they and, flags and, they, and, they, and they just flag you. I'm like, you know, screw you, Facebook. Yeah. It, I mean, that's <laughs> like, annoying. It's but so I, annoying. But I was going to say, go pick up an older 5100 or 5200. You're going to find one for like 300 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the beauty of cameras like that is they last. Or buy a Canon. They're great for video. Right. Always have been. Right. I think this was the, the sweet spot because this was the first that really could be converted into a webcam. And so that was my other question. I think pretty much all of them can at this point. Now they can. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And I With think, a little bit of And sugar. Nikon kind of has their own software that that um, allows for it. Um, yeah, yeah. It's usually all a little third party, but yeah, you have yeah. enough people on the internet who have these things and are... Yeah, just YouTube at YouTube Our University. Yeah. And uh and and it works. But that that's the other question from a photographer standpoint, you have to I I'm, I'm assuming you got to be able to do some video uh, work too, no? I avoid it like the play. You avoid it. Okay. But that's me personally. Like that's that's just a personal thing. Yeah. Like the few times I've shot video, it's to help get footage for the videographer because I happen to be there. Like I was shooting a wedding years ago and it was one of those weddings that perfect storm of things that could go wrong and <laughs> wrong. Um, the videographer I'm working with, we had <laughs> his sister um, was getting married. Well, her fiance, her fiance and husband now, he's a great guy, popped the question and goes, all right, cool. Like I was pretty sure you were going to say yes. Good on him. He goes, I already booked our venue. So they were getting married in three months. So <laughs> wow, I, I'm impressed, but also uh, <laughs> everyone's scrambling. And all of a sudden it's like, my buddy's like, I already booked a wedding that day. He goes, we, we got that whole wedding. We're working. Uh, so we had to find another guy to shoot the video. So he's like, I'll edit everything. And but he goes, have him shoot video. We ended up having a second shooter, which was great. So like, there's three of us working the wedding. Well, the videographer had finally packed up and because he's like, yeah, all right, we're, we're pretty much done. I was like, I just had my camera. I was like, I was like, I don't know. I've like kind of had that weird, like, you know, I was like, I was like, ah. I was like, I definitely want like that last dance with the couple mm -hmm. and they hadn't gotten to it yet. Well, the grandfather comes out and does a whole dance with her, with the bride and they're really close. And he's like, oh my God, I've already packed all my equipment up. So it's like, 
I'm shooting video and I'm like, oh, this is going to be the worst because I don't have a steady of a hand. This is why I like flash and I'm like doing panning video on with no rig to do it or anything to like help. And it's like, I'm sending the footage to my buddy and he's like, he goes, it's better to have a little <laughs> bit of shaky footage than no footage at all. He goes, that's what I have software to stabilize it for. Like I'll fix it in post. And it's probably pretty good. It I'm came sure out all right. Your, your, yeah. lens, your lens is probably like, you know, the amazing. It was good. It. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm sure. But I mean, it was amazing. So no, it was I, okay I, because it was, <laughs> it was trust okay. me. It was like, if I had had maybe five minutes more of prep time, yeah. could have had a little more lighting towards there. And well, I there, there, there is an old saying, uh, what is uh, the best camera and the one in your hand, the one in your hand. Yeah. So there you go. This yeah. is why Best Buy doesn't make any money anymore because these replaced everything. Correct. Correct. It really is. I mean, I mean, that was, that was my departments. I was the camera guy. I was also in the car audio and I did MP3s, none of which exists anymore. <laughs> You're a survivor though. You're a survivor. See, but this is why phones cost a thousand dollars. It's a GPS, which used to be 250 bucks, mm-hmm. a decent digital camera. Like even a point shoot was yeah. 250, 300, mm-hmm. a decent iPod touch was 200 bucks. Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden you're adding up and by the way, it makes phone calls too. And browses the web and does everything else. Yep. It, it really, I mean, it is amazing. A thousand bucks, is, it's still <laughs> annoying how expensive it is, but it, it's not insane to me for something to be a thousand. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't, it's not great that Apple and Samsung, they're both equally guilty and awful. Yeah. Yeah. Our phone's 1500. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To some extent, you, you could use cars for less. You could make the, you could make the argument that phones should, should be a lot more based on uh, everything that's offered. Those are, those are really great points, but, um, but thank God they're not. <laughs> yeah, God. I know this, this is almost three years old. I'm yeah. like terrified to upgrade because I'm like, I don't want to spend the money. Yeah. I'm spending enough money on camera equipment this year. I really don't want to buy a new phone. Yeah. Yeah. I listen, I mean, my, my kid dropped my phone here. The, the screen is cracked here, but, um, but I'm, that's I'm, not the end of the I'm world. Like for a new one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's funny though. I have a crack in mine. <laughs> I cracked this two years ago. It's been holding on with the small crack in the top corner. And I know where I dropped it. I still haven't forgotten. Yep. Kate Twitch's <laughs> luau party. It's because I had a beer in one hand and I went to answer my phone and tried to juggle between the beer. And I, I saved the beer. That was the important part. Apparently. <clears throat> and there's been a Kate Toich reference. Yes. Ding. We've done it. And uh, the luau. When is her luau usually? Does she still have it? or? Um, well, there was COVID. So that kind of was I killed. Was, that really killed it Kate, off. Was I invited to the last one? Was I ever invited to one? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he just kind of showed up. <laughs> I mean, at the last one, it was who did I drink? Who was I drinking with the last one? Because I gave them beer they had never had before. Oh, it was um, Scott from Mad Max. Okay. Who initially didn't like me from way back yes. in the radio days. Because I we became that, buddies. We're friends now. It's okay. Good. Yes. So Scott and I get along well. So let's uh, let's unpack that. Mad Max did great work on fixing my work MacBook earlier this year. So I we I, I had Mark Rosinski on Good Morning. It was it was a radio show. Yeah, and it, was it wasn't even show. you that day. You didn't even show up. It was um. Oh, was it really? It was um. Oh God, because I was still working at Best Buy. Uh, oh um what was his name it's really Pagna, nice nope wasn't um, jimmy um sean Sayre. sean it was okay. sean okay <laughs> and i did apparently drop an f-bomb on the radio and sean just rolled with it and i was like oh god afterwards because <laughs> mike pezzo afterwards is like as soon as i got into work goes nice f-bomb i'm like what he goes yeah you just said it and he goes it was the most subtle thing but you were just like 
And I was like, oh my God. And he goes, yep. He goes, it was great. Sean just went, and it was. Oh my goodness. Um, so TBR still on the air. No, no thanks to me. But, but so there, the, the end of the, the story was you were going on and you were bashing like uh, I disparaged Apple, Apple slightly. Uh, you know, because because I, I think I had run into you and, and you just showed your real passion about this issue. So I'm like, I got to bring you on the show. Because it was like, I think it was why. for the holiday season at Best Buy. You're like, Mark, that was technology. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But the, it became an, it became a little bit of an Apple uh, bash fest. So it was minor. So Scott messaged me, you, everybody. I don't know. And he no, he like, just messaged you. You told me. Oh, afterwards. Okay. <laughs> he's like. Uh, I got something to say, by the way, like, you know, he only, you know, he's, he's only Apple products. So that's how he lives his life and makes his living. He and, has, and, uh, and he's a little bit invested in Apple. Ap- Scott is no, no. Scott is, uh, opened up to more things. He's, okay. He, he laughs. He goes, he goes, he runs windows on one of his MacBooks right now. He dual boots. Okay. Okay. He's, so, so there's that. So that's, and that's, they'll fix windows computers now there. Too. So he, he came in pretty hot, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, and, and, but, but then you guys had a conversation because I probably said, yeah. Hey man, like I think, you know, you guys are bull. I, I like you. I like him and you guys, you know, so and that happened. So we now, chatted. And we now, became buddies. Yeah. And now you're buddies. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, that's, I that's had, good. uh, it was Scott and, uh, Pete white. <laughs> yeah. What did I have? Oh, what was it? It was, uh, Oh, Pliny the elder from, uh, it was very hard to get beer on the East coast. And you got it for him. Yes. Wow. Okay. Cause I came okay. back from California with a bunch of it stuffed in my suitcase. Very good. Yes. Very good. So, I mean, yes, we're, we're all much more alike than we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mac beer people, brings everybody Windows together. People, <laughs> you know, Android people. Um, it's, it, it's all, it's all, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> we all disagree that Amazon's the worst. <laughs> we all agree that Amazon's <laughs> despite the fact I got a package from Amazon earlier today, but you know, I know, you know, you know, who dropped off, who was, uh, delivering for UPS today was Jeremy and he never usually delivers here and he's working some overtime. So, oh, nice. um, so I saw him. Oh, so he's going to go on vacation for like six weeks. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> talk again, why unions are great. Ask Jeremy Squires. He will preach the love of unions. He's a good guy. I love Jeremy. Really smart guy. Um, he, I, I told, I told him. Mike's UPS now too. Mike Merriam. Yeah. Yep. He, he was on uh, my neighborhood the other day. I was, I was walking and he all of a sudden rolls up. And he's like, what are you doing? And I looked and I was like, and it, I knew the voice immediately, but I looked and saw the brown truck and went, that wait a minute. And uh, you, you, he, he was called up. He was and called I, up to the big leagues. I, I asked him, I was like, how you like it? And he goes, so much better. Love it. Oh, he was, Love it. he's so happy. Because Mike, and, I, and I'm sure he doesn't mind me saying this, but like he, he moved from, it was like UHL. DHL, right? Or DHL. Yeah. He, I think he's done all, he's done the big three, right? He's done, yeah. He started, yeah. And then he moved to, to, to FedEx and then, and then he got the call to the big league. Yeah. <laughs> he's happy. I'm kind of hoping he's, Mike, I'm hoping Mike good. runs for city council, gives it a shot again. He's good. I don't know if he lives in Pittsfield now, but uh, I always told, I mean, my God, you know, a guy who would crush it, it would be uh, Jeremy. You know, he would, uh, he's, he's probably one of the more popular people. As long as you let him in, do Zoom for some of the city council meetings. From uh, yeah. uh, under Italy. a palm tree, yeah, he's a very well traveled man. God bless him, exactly. I, I love that guy, he is so great. Um, they're all, they're all great. I love Mike, Mike, yeah, I mean, and Scott <laughs> for all that, you know. And uh, and he's helped me out a few times on some things because I've, I've had Max over the years, uh, for sure. But uh, but yeah, good, good business, 
you know, he was on North Street for a while and then went over to Allendale. People were kind of upset by that. But you know what? It's very convenient for me. So I live on that end of town now. So it's very convenient And, and, you know, when people were saying, uh, because Jess put uh, a post out there and said, hey, what if I opened a Dottie's out there? I was like, hey, the more Dottie's, the better. And, you know, a lot of people were like, no, you can't do that. That would ruin the atmosphere. Well, if you're opening a new location, it's a different location. It's just different. So it could be whatever you wanted it to be ultimately, but, uh, you know, but that was an idea that she had put out there, but there's a lot, believe it or not, there's a lot of cool things happening at Allen, <laughs> you know, like you go to the underground and get currency coffee. Uh, I'm not, it, you know, I, I don't know who the landlord is for that building, but it seems like they're actually invested in care. Yeah. Which is very helpful. And, uh, then you got, uh, Ryan Senecal with, uh, the, the boosted one, yeah. Boosted gaming. I was very curious to what it was because I had walked Did you by listen it a to our show. Times. I read the article. It was, it was on. It was okay. The, well, I had a podcast. I, I with him know, as a guest. I might be on the show, but John, I'm not. I'm not an avid <laughs> listener to any podcast. Everybody gives me grief. It's not just yours. It's out. It's all podcasts. What do you listen to? Music. <laughs> on, on what? On like Spotify? Yeah, yeah or Spotify just, now. Or... I still miss my old Google Music. Okay. It was the best. Okay. Well, you got to switch over to podcasts. You got to, you got to do a little bit of, uh, well, I got a, I got a two and a half hour drive on th- Friday. Maybe okay. I'll listen to the song. So sw- switch it up. So yeah. do, like do 10% at a time. Be like, okay, I'm going to listen to today. I'm going to do like 10% podcast, 90% music, and then sort of work your, I mean, way. I've even tried audio books and I just can't get into them. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes they're, I've tried. I'm like, I'd it's rather just, just sit and read. It depends on the books. And sometimes you just get annoyed by the person's voice. Yeah, there's <laughs> <You> that <know>? too. <laughs> that, there, that can happen as well. But, um, but yeah, podcasts are good. I listen to like Gary V, you know, I don't know if you ever listen to, you know, okay. no, I, like, yeah, you have no idea. If you did trivia about podcasts right now, I'd be like, okay, John Kroll has one. Um, <laughs> Mark Bedrotti has a podcast. Um, oh, does he? He does. Yes. What is this? What is this podcast called? Um, it's a very specific genre. It's him and a couple of guys I know from high school, like all across the state, they all do it like over the web. Okay. Um, it's about old products that were like advertised on TV. That's awesome. Yeah. See, yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what they I, say. I know about it. Cause I have it. It's like, what, you post it on his they, Instagram. They talk the about time. podcasts. They're like, okay, you have to be like everything, everything you have to, you have to have your niche. You have to be really specific. It has to be, you know, or else no one's going to listen to it because they won't know what, the, what it is. Well, I, you know, in my case, I just do what I do. Like, you know, you've got I mean, a little bit of a niche though. You're John Kroll. It's a thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what kind of thing that is, but it is. I mean, some people like, like it, other people, well, maybe not so much, but <laughs> opinions. But are in very, fairness, you can say the same about me. Opinions are clear <laughs> as to what people think of this podcast. This, uh, this yeah. is one of those podcast episodes where there's some people that are going to be like, oh, it's Mark and John. Yeah. Okay. I'm definitely not listening to that. <laughs> we'll and that's our next that's to the one that fair. I'm not going to listen to. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> We're skipping that episode. <laughs> I understand. Delete. <laughs> Hopefully you don't get unsubscribed, but uh well we'll see. I get to track everything. So that's, that's good. a great thing about podcasts. Back because when you did radio, you didn't know anything right. about who was listening to you. The only way you knew was word of mouth, uh anecdotal people, oh, we listened, or when it was a big time kind of thing, the it would be the car dealerships and they would run surveys. Mm. And based on those surveys, then you would know the market share of different radio stations. I remember Sherman uh, 
uh, Baldwin, uh, you know, uh, had some of those numbers back in the day. And, and so we went through that and believe it or not, Good Morning Pittsfield had, had pretty solid market share in the morning. You know, I was like, oh, pretty cool for a little station that has zero budget and and like literally nothing other than, um, you know, directions to a, a a little radio station in the middle of Taconic high school. But, but we, we did a lot there. I mean, there wasn't, I mean, there really was only what two or three, like actual, like, Morning radio shows at that point. Yeah, I mean, well, it was Good Morning Pittsfield. There's, there's, few, there's fewer now, you know, really. You Slater know? and Marjo. Well, Ooh. it wasn't Slater and Marjo back then. I don't think it was pre Slater. It was, um, gosh, who was it? No, Slater's know. been doing it. Oh, maybe it was. Oh, no, it's definitely been Slater because there was back in the early 2000s. Oh, or I'm mid- trying to remember who it was before Marjo because Marjo's been on there for about yeah. five, six years now. Yeah, she's been there for a while. Um, and then there was. Before, there was yeah. another female co-host with them, and yeah. Mike Heck used kind of like popped in and off on the mornings, but usually yeah. it was afternoons. Yeah. Okay. So I, yeah, I think it was. Uh, it still may have been pre Slater, but anyway. But it was uh, during that time, and of course, uh, Sherman actually tried to buy WBRK uh, back in the day, um, and that didn't work out. They wanted too much money. Maybe um, the crypto guy in Lennox will buy them, or. Uh, Maybe, uh, which call it uh, Milltown Capital will buy them because yeah. it's Milltown Capital. But what I've learned, they, are, they is, have bought everything. Um, radio stations, the value of a radio station is basically three or five times the amount of profit, which they call cash flow hmm. uh, per year. So if you make $750,000 profit uh, a year uh, or something, it would be take that number and yep. multiply it by three or five, depending on what the market is, is, is at. So, uh, so like all the radio stations that are owned by town square, probably, uh, there it's all worth about two or $3 million probably, um, of, of value based in that world. So right. you can see why WBRK wouldn't be worth a loan, right. $2 million, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, there's a little education in radio. I mean, Slater always knew that I was listening because I would just yell at him for playing the same song obsessively, and 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 he would and he would give you an occasional shoutouts, yes, and he would give you an explanation oh, he as would. to why we in commercial hot AC radio or whatever it is, why the same songs are played over and over again because mm-hmm. yeah, right. and this is why Spotify became popular. <laughs> <laughs> ah, take that one, Slater. <laughs> no, it was uh, oh god, what was that song? It was the um, it was the Fallout Boy one. It was the one with the monsters theme in the background. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Yeah, I don't know. Just know if you heard it, you'd be like, "Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah. like, oh God, that <laughs> song." But yeah, I like ragged on him on Facebook one day, just like, you know, like joking, like I'm not, like I've been buddies with Slater for years. And apparently, the next day, like it was, I had missed the show. My buddy's like driving to work, and he goes, and as Mark Rosinski would say, it's his favorite song. Starts playing it. My buddy's like, he goes, he goes of course. He goes, and like text me, he goes. I hate you. I didn't want to hear that song either. <laughs> and everyone's like, starts like posting about it. They're like they really do play that song nonstop. I'm like, I know <laughs> it is. It and now is. it's gone. Like I haven't heard it in years. Well, they because they you. played it to death. They, they it, it literally died. It, yeah, <laughs> it was, it was playing. It was halfway, like halfway through it. And then it just, the whole thing just it's like Boulevard of Broken Dreams by Green Day. <laughs> you heard it upwards of 40 times a day if you're listening to the radio mm-hmm. now you don't yeah except maybe on picks 106 now because it's classic rock yes do you feel old now yeah i do <laughs> i do what year did that come out i don't know 
2004. Yeah. Yeah. We're old. We're old. That's okay. Yep. That's okay. We've earned it. Yeah. We've earned it. And, uh, you know, every, because every time we talk about these things and you're talking about like mission or district and, and you're like, oh yeah, mission opened like in 2004, you know, like, yeah. like I just remember like when it just opened. Uh, well, mission's yeah. what? 15 years? Yeah. Mission. Yeah. 15 years. So. Yeah. <laughs> 2005, six, I don't know. Yeah. Around that time. Not, around that time. I feel it was it's like still, right around when I was 21. So, yeah, it was like 2008, 2007. So, there it is. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So, life goes on. We'll continue. Yeah, we probably should. You know, I've been thinking on the podcast at some point, sort of expanding into some roundtables and, and that sort of thing. I got a, a lead sponsor lined up. Uh, so, we're going to do some regular segments with with that. But, you know, we're, we're doing our thing. So, you know, I, I, Always love seeing you, man. I ran into you at the Big Y um, a couple of weeks ago, and that's I think it was the that's that's when we booked. This and I thing. never and I never go there. I know, isn't that weird? See, it was. But I went there happen. with a mission. So, so and I was there for a purpose, and that's what it was. When when I see someone I haven't seen in a long time, and I see them twice, and you, I saw you twice, within, like in a week and a half. A week, yeah. Um, you know, definitely the universe was saying, "Hey, man, like uh, let's let's do this." So, I mean, because I, why not? I have to come back <laughs> because why not? <laughs> That was the tagline. Uh, we, why we have it? Uh, why not? Why not? But, yeah, it was um, that guy that was like, Mark's on the street. We can get him to be on the show. We need a guest quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that was, I mean, literally, I mean, I used to, I, I would literally with Good Morning Pittsfield, it was every morning. It was every damn morning. Yeah. So we, like I would, uh, like sometimes I would call people like, like at six in the morning and be like, dude, I, I, someone, you know, can't make it in they're, they're ditching me, you know, can you come in? And that would be like, uh, you know, like the Howard Herman, he would roll in with a coffee and everything. Ah, I'll show up, you know? Yeah. But, um, I mean, who, who gets a call at 6am and to, to for a seventh, but that's what, but people did it, you know, mine was I the night before. And you're like, Mark, please wake up and actually make it on the show. I'm like, <laughs> I'll try. There's definitely more than a few shows I may have just uh, missed. Yeah. <laughs> You got to do it, man. You got to, it's in, in live, and there's nothing like live, too. I mean, we, yeah, we're recording this, but we're, I'm not going to edit any of this. It's, it's oh. basically live. Right. And, um, and, but there's nothing like live radio. I don't, I don't like this, especially morning radio, because I, I hear that a lot on WTBR. A lot of it's like pre recorded. Yeah. I'm like, come on, man. Like, you, you got to be able to be like, hey, it's a sunny day out. Hey, you know, the, here's the temperature. Here's this, that, and the other thing. I mean, that's, that's radio is immediate. Well, and that was always the funny thing is when you had uh, Tom guest hosting for you for a while covering <laughs> oh my God. the running joke would be anytime I was on with Tom, we would keep talking. Good morning. Pittsburgh ran. What was it was an hour. It was an hour long yeah, show. And like, usually I was like the second guest. So like the last 20 minutes, yeah, we would talk until the next host finally showed up to kick us out of the booth. <laughs> like there's been good morning Pittsburgh episodes that went on for like two hours of me and Tom just spitballing on the radio and being like, we're probably going to make somebody mad with what we're talking about on Good Morning Pittsfield. <laughs> I don't think we ever got yelled at, though. No, no, you didn't. And the best part was always Pete White was like, I listened all the way through. He goes, I'd get into work. And he goes, I just switch it on the TBR at my desk. And I'm like, I go, I think you are our most avid listener. He goes, he goes, I just like you guys. You have a good rhythm. And he goes, I it's remember, great. John always goes well, home. You and Tom, you'll just keep talking. Well, actually, Pete, Pete was really good because um, I remember back in... Uh, it, it became clear that I, I wasn't going to be able to host like every morning at, at one point, you know, I had my third kid and, you know, and, and, and it wasn't really had gonna, to make some money occasionally. Well, well, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't 
hurt me because it was 7 30 to 8 30 in the morning and then i went to work or i did you know so that that wasn't even an issue but um but you know just family constraints and so forth so i remember dina guial the idea for her to be a, a host that came straight from pete white yeah he literally said that it was, a, it was an election night and i was like i gotta find he's like how about dina this is my pete white by the way this is can you do a good pete white no, no, okay. No, I, I uh, honestly can't. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, I could probably yeah. do a really bad Pete White. But. Yeah, yeah. How about uh, yeah? So he said, well, "How about uh, uh, Dina?" And I was like, "That's a brilliant idea." And I asked her that night, and she and I trained her, and she she was great. Uh, I thought. Um, and then Bill Sturgeon was filling in a lot and and everything, and then and then he took over and changed the name and whatever. But um, yep. <laughs> no hard feelings. But and yeah, um, he's never invited me on the show. I know, isn't that amazing? Which is funny because I love Bill. Bill and I get along great. <laughs> You're going to get an invite soon. I, I hope, hope so. I hope. Uh, I shot uh, his son's wedding. <laughs> I love Bill. You did yeah. Uh, good people. Good people. I love him and the uh, Polish princess. They're they're good. They're oh, good. they're lovely, lovely human beings. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So that's Pittsfield. That's life. Here we are. And if we're um, gonna say Polish, then I have to just do a shout out to Maria's. Maria's European delights. I don't go there a lot. I'm, I'm Polish. I'm half Polish. You should. People don't. Got all the people good may Polish not food. know that, but Kroll is a Polish name. It's probably people the shortest. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like the shortest Polish name. Well, it's a coherent last name, so that <laughs> makes it slightly unPolish. But and yeah. Rosinski is easy to say, hard to spell though. Yeah, hard to spell. Well, most people can't pronounce it unless you've like been introduced, right? Right. Way, because trust me, I've heard every possible version of it under the sun what what have you heard uh where's a worski or is so my brother is mike his first name is mike and everyone just calls him sauce everyone just calls him mike wazowski from monsters inc which is great wazowski that's it yeah he's lived with that for his life so it's great but (laughs) well and i just have it easy it's just the riz mark wazowski okay Uh, wazowski yeah wazowski I love it, my man. All right. Well, let's wrap this baby up. Um, you finished your gin and tonic. I did finish my gin and tonic. That's good. I hope it was good. It was very it was, good. It was solid. I could, I could, I could pour drinks at Methuselah's uh, one day if if Yuki would let me. We See give her business. Me. We've talked her up. Yeah, she's the only good late night spot. I know. I know. We gotta get more. But uh, but I mean, there's hours. There's always Applebee's, John. <laughs> Hey, don't knock on Applebee's. I'm going to knock on Applebee's. The kids love Applebee's. So, uh, I'm sorry. You know. <laughs> it's not even cheap. That's the worst part. Uh, I know. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, God. God love us. Um, anyway. All right, my man. Well, peace out. Uh, we'll be seeing you soon. And uh, I'll be looking for the next photo shoot. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the John Kroll podcast on your platform of choice. Maybe it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whatever works for you. Also, I would like to hear from you on the people and the stories that you'd like to hear more of. Send me a note through Facebook Messenger, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm easy to find and I'm easy to reach. I look forward to hearing from you. And if you'd like to support the podcast for less than a cup of coffee, and I'm not talking about the cost of a large latte at a fancy coffee shop, no, more like a McDonald's coffee, go into the description of this episode and scroll down to the Anchor 
anchor.fm link. It's right there. Just click it and you can see your options or log on to anchor.fm backslash John hyphen Kroll backslash support. Again, thank you for listening. I'm John Kroll. Talk to you soon. Thank you.